This is exciting. I know. We're in the same room together. I know. First time. <laughs> 30, um, 38, 39 episodes of Afterthoughts. We've never been in the same room together. I know, but now we are. <laughs> this is cr- I have no idea what to expect. I know. It's going to be weird looking at your beautiful face this whole time. <laughs> and, and all you listeners out there, I mean, it's probably going to sound a little different, yeah. both in quality and in just, I guess, the way that we talk. It's yep. going to be weird. I know. This could this could ruin everything. I know. Like, <laughs> do I have to follow the normal like breaking eye contact rules, or am I just going to stare into your eyes all the time? I don't know. Feel we'll free see. to break eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> nope, gonna hold it the whole time now, Jeez. specifically. <laughs> and I'm not gonna blink. It's just gonna be a long staring contest. Welcome to Afterthoughts, everybody. This is a podcast where we rewatch movies. We compare our first and second impressions of those movies and discuss a related topic. Today, we're doing it in the same room. Extra special episode of Afterthoughts. Oh, same room. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> my name is Joshua Kazemi, and I'm here with my co-host, Coleman Taylor. And that's me. <laughs> that's the first time you've seen that in person. I'm sure you've always I wondered. Saw you say it in my eyes. It's amazing. <laughs> like behind the scenes stuff i know it's crazy <laughs> oh man oh i bet you can hear my creaky chair oh well I'll try not to creak the chair just you know <laughs> the risk of doing it in life <laughs> today we're talking about alien from 1979 i think i'm pretty sure yep <laughs> <laughs> uh in honor of alien covenant yes that's what it's called that is correct okay at the time that i wrote the description of this episode i couldn't remember what it was so i just wrote Whatever that alien sequel is called, who cares? <laughs> wow. <laughs> so why don't you take us through the plot of Alien? Yeah, I'll walk us through. Before All we right. dive in. Before we dive in, there it is. Um, there's these people on a cargo ship that are bringing back some minerals from some faraway planet. I'm guessing they're going back to Earth. And suddenly, they wake up from their long sleep, as people on spaceships are prone to do. And they think they're home but it turns out they're on a second mission to explore a signal that's from some unknown origin don't know if it's human or not and so they go check it out and they find this spaceship that's in the ground and inside that spaceship they find a dead alien that has a hole in it and they're like oh that's weird and then they find this other room just full of eggs and inside this egg an alien pops out and jumps on this guy's face and then they take him back to the ship and uh, Ripley, one of the main characters, is like, oh, no, we got to follow quarantine. And they're like, no, let's let him in. So they let him in. And he's just got an alien on his face. And they try and take it off, but there's no way to get it off. It bleeds acid. It tightens around the guy's neck. And then eventually it just falls off. And so they're about to go back down to go back to sleep. And they decide to have a meal first and they're all jovial it's a great time until this alien busts out of the guy's chest and <laughs> freaked us all out in 1979 when it came out and we first saw this movie and then there's just an alien on the ship for the rest of the movie and they're trying to destroy it because they can't just go back to sleep with a 
murderous alien on the ship, and mm-hmm. that's where the movie goes from there. It turns into like this weird <laughs> slapstick comedy. Yeah, hilarious. Now just, we gotta make it work with this alien. <laughs> yeah, oh gosh, you just <laughs> killed our friend, but this is gonna be so funny. Oh, alien. <laughs> When did you first see this movie? Uh, it was either, I want to say, I don't think I saw the first one, honestly, till high school. Because I had seen Aliens, which is the second one, and Alien 3. <clears throat> but I don't think I actually saw Alien, the first one, until high school when my family bought the DVD box set and we just went through and watched all of them. Nice. Including Resurrection, which is the fourth one. Which is somehow unrelated. I don't remember how. <laughs> it's either a different studio or I cannot remember. But it still has Ripley in it. But it's just different than the others in some way. Which, I guess I could say we're going to talk about the Alien franchise in our topic time. But which, which one has uh, Winona Ryder in it? Because <laughs> I feel like I've seen... like I, I didn't see Alien until college when we were studying it in editing class. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know that I saw like a large chunk of whichever movie had Winona Ryder in it. And I think mm-hmm. it's the same one with like the big yellow robot sort of thing that Ripley wears. Yeah. So whichever one that is. Yeah, I was going to say Aliens because I think Ripley's the only girl in Alien 3. I see. I think. Mm-hmm. It's been a little while, but. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what was your first impression of Alien? So my first impression of Alien. It just didn't kind of meet up to what I thought it was. Mm-hmm. I'd heard so much about Alien before mm-hmm. I saw it for the first time, and it didn't... It wasn't that scary, and it was really slow-paced. And I had seen the other ones already, so I was just like, there's only one alien? This is kind of lame. They're just on a ship, trying to get away from one alien? <laughs> I feel like this shouldn't be that hard. I, I just... I don't know. They didn't really live up to what I thought it should. What mm-hmm. about you? Mm-hmm. Well, so, we we watched it for editing class... So I sort of watched it with the lens of like, how well is this edited? And it, it is really well edited with the exception of one scene that I can bring up later. <laughs> but, um, I, I liked it. I thought it, I thought it lived up to the hype. Cause I guess I'd only ever heard that it was good. I never heard that it was like amazing and it, and it spawned all these sequels, but I didn't really, I mean, I saw Alien vs. Predator <laughs> and I thought it was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was dumb like as a 13 year old, which is like, that means it's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so I just I didn't really think too highly of Alien. I just was always like, this is an important movie. People talk about it. Let's see. What, let's see what it's like. And I liked it. And I thought it was fine. So it lived up to the hype. I did think it was slow. I remember sitting there thinking, this is very deliberate, and not a ton of stuff actually happens. It, it's like this slow burn, or this slow build. <laughs> so it's fine in that regard. I don't know. Yeah. See, I wasn't in necessarily some film editing class or anything. I was just watching it in high school. So when I thought it was slow, I was like, oh, I wasn't like, hmm, maybe they're deliberately being slow for pacing and the tone of the movie. No, I was like, this is just slow. Come on. It's supposed to be an alien killing people. Let's go. So I was just like, when it took so long to get to the alien actually busting out of the guy's chest, I was just like, this is taking way too long. But that moment is awesome. Yes. That moment is amazing. It's crazy good. Golly. That, I think that's probably what saved it for me. When that happened, I was like, oh, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> that is really cool. But I really think that is the high point of the movie for me, especially the first time I saw it, because it's finally, like, oh, finally something happening. But then even after that, I mean, 
you don't see the alien that much. It's just like quick shots of it and yeah. just like a bunch of jump scenes. So mm-hmm. I don't know that. I think that's another thing that disappointed me is that the, like the chest bursting happens and it's like, Oh, this scene's awesome. And then after that, it's like, mm, they're just like running around the ship and a big rubbery thing, like finds them occasionally. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That kind of disappointed me in high school. After I remember, yeah, I remember after my first viewing, I couldn't really remember the events after the chest scene. It's like, I remember that, and I remember that Ripley ends up by herself on a separate ship. That's kind of it. Everything that happens in between it was kind of like a blur. Because that's like, that is like the memorable moment. And I think, I think I sincerely confused moments from other installments of Alien with Alien. So while I was watching it, I kept thinking, Am I gonna see a scene where she puts on like a big yellow thing <laughs> yeah. and like crush an alien? No. You know, and I just kept, I had just had imagery from the other movies I had seen clips of in my head. And so I think that affected what I was expecting. But I still, I, I still walked away from it thinking that was a cool movie. I'm glad that I saw it. I, I didn't love it. I wasn't like super excited to sit down and watch it, but but there was some sense of like Molly had never seen it, so it was like let's sit down and watch it. It's pretty cool. It's mm-hmm. like a cool one time thing to experience. No, so I really didn't know what to expect rewatching it this week. Yeah, I didn't hate it, but it was never. It's never been something I thought was very good or anything mm-hmm. like that. So I was never excited to rewatch it or anything. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know what to expect this time. I was <laughs> hoping to maybe like it a little better because it really didn't. It just didn't do too much for me the first time, especially because I think it would have been awesome to see it in 1979 yes. when you don't know that scene's coming up. Yes. That would have been fantastic. But the fact that the best scene of the movie is also one of the most renowned scenes kind of takes away a little bit. <laughs> like, it's cool to see, but you know it's ha- it's going to happen. Yeah. I think I think we should just segue into seconds because I have a thought based on what you just said. All right. So seconds. Um, Let's go for it. I was, that's something I thought about this time around that I, I don't know why I didn't consider it the first time around. Maybe it's because between watching Alien the first time and the second time, I watched 2001, A Space Odyssey with you. Mm-hmm. And so I kept thinking like, okay, this is 79. Star Wars has come out. Space Odyssey has come out. This must have been awesome to watch in 79 because it, it's com- it completely like misdirects your expectations of what like sci-fi space movies are supposed to be. Cause this is like, a horror movie Mm -hmm. with a sci-fi backdrop. And that's another thing I didn't really pick up on until this viewing either. Like I would have described it as a sci-fi movie prior to this week, but rewatching it again, I was like, Oh no, 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 no. Now that I've seen it and I know what it is, this is a horror movie. Mm -hmm. The only thing about it that sci-fi is just the setting and the fact that there's an alien, but it is built and structured like a sci-fi or a a horror movie. It even has the cat trope. (laughs) It's like amazing. I know. I, I remember Watching it the second time, I was like, oh, yeah, there's a cat. And then I was like, oh, yeah, there's a cat. Because they use the cat as the horror thing. It's crazy. And I think I liked it a lot better this time, knowing and considering, going into it thinking, oh, this is not a sci-fi movie. It's Mm -hmm. a horror movie. It does feel like a horror movie to me. Yeah. I would say I liked it better this time, but Mm -hmm. still not too much better. It's Mm -hmm. still not one of the greatest movies. It's still, I still think it's really that scene that captivates audiences that it's just such a the alien itself is such a unique idea and it's a really cool monster i would say Mm -hmm. but the movie itself i like it more and i can notice what it's doing more but it's still just not one of my absolute favorites Mm -hmm. i notice the pacing and that it's purposeful it's definitely supposed to be this slow build 
yeah. to this insane moment that happens and all these things, but eh, it still it still takes too long for me. Even though I understand why they do the pacing, it still takes a little too long for them to finally get to it. Because, I mean, it is a horror movie. Mm-hmm. And I think for a horror movie, it does take too long to get to mm-hmm. what people actually came to see. I, I didn't remember exactly when that, that moment happened. Uh, like, I couldn't remember the specifics of it. So waiting for it, like, anticipation of it, I thought was exciting. I, I just kept thinking... It's going to happen. It's going to happen. When is it going to happen? Especially watching it with someone who'd never seen it. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, looking at her, looking back at the screen. I was like, oh, it's going to happen. Uh, but yeah, I think I think there's not really like any sort of incident or an inciting incident, quote unquote, until they like find, it's until they go out onto the planet and find like the fossilized alien. Yeah. And it's like nothing, it takes too long between the beginning of the movie and to get to there. Like nothing else really happens. Mm-hmm. And then after that point, you're just waiting for the chest scene, and it's like, yeah, I think it is a little, I still think it's a little too yeah. slow. Or not, I guess I like the pace of it, I just wish more things happened. Like, mm-hmm. even, even like, more character beats of, like, setting up what, what these characters are going to have to go through. Because it really just feels like there's conflict, which is good, between the characters, and everybody has a point of view, mm-hmm. and it's very clear. But I just wish, yeah, there was a little bit more a little more something there. Like I also wrote down like at the end of the movie, I wish there was some levity in this movie Mm -hmm. to contrast the crazy stuff that happens. But there's like none. It's very Mm -hmm. serious. And I wish there was a little bit of fun in it. Yeah. Like the characters are having a good time. They enjoy their company, even though there's some conflict, Mm -hmm. which I think is really interesting. If they're friends with different opinions at the beginning of this movie, and then they get torn apart because of this crazy alien. I think that's a fun movie, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. Not everybody likes levity in their sci-fi yeah. movies. Yeah. One thing I was also thinking about watching the second time is how it, I mean, obviously it came out in 1979, but just what being dated means now and how this movie <laughs> is kind of dated. Uh-huh. Uh, the first thing that, I don't know if they could have helped this or not, because the second point I'm going to make up, they definitely couldn't have helped, but I'll get into that. And it's what I was thinking about. But the first is just the alien itself. Yes. And how it can look really fake at times. Sure. Like, it flat out looks like its tail is just being hung by a string at some points and just moving around. Yeah. And I wonder if they could have done that better somehow because it's the focal point of the movie. And so (laughs) sometimes, obviously, they have really good close-up shots of, like, its face and mouth. And that looks awesome, right? But when you actually see the full body of the alien, it's like, mm, it's not as terrifying because it kind of looks rubbery and fake. Yeah, it's a Jaws thing. Yeah, and I think out of anything that's dated in that movie that could have been helped, maybe that one. Mm-hmm. But the point I was thinking of was just the technology they have. And I don't know if they could have helped this in 1979. Yeah. But I was, it more of just spawned a thought of they also had limitations. So they have these computers and they probably knew they weren't going to be using these types of computers that they're using in 79 yeah. in, I think it's the year 2037 in the movie. Because it's these green screen, like, yeah. making all these weird noises. And if you think of spaceships now, everything's like almost a touch interface and colorful yeah. and bright. Yeah. And we can do that now because we have CGI. So it's just, it's crazy to see technology advance as time goes on. And how that also lets us imagine more. Because I'm sure someone from 79 would have liked to somehow break out of that and do something more creative. But they couldn't because of their technological limitations. So it's cool 
to see as we move into the future what technology can do for our create creativity and also what that can look like in the movie and like how that can help us imagine what it will look like even further down. Because mm-hmm. I was just thinking how they have this computer. I'm like, man, that's so not what it's going to look like in 2037 no. at all. But it's like, but they couldn't help that either. But now we like can. We could yeah. just put that in. Dream up something. Yeah. But I guess Star Wars probably doesn't have too much, like, there's not too much of an emphasis on the technology they use. Mm-hmm. But I, it still feels like it would start, Star Wars was more futuristic quote mm-hmm. unquote, or whatever. And then even like, two, maybe 2001 has some, like comparable technology. Yeah. But I don't know. This movie was so much later than those. Yeah. And it still felt like a little behind mm-hmm. the curve, I guess. Even yeah. For 79. I know at least compared to Star Wars, it's, it is at least a little more realistic. Mm-hmm. So it'll be, they might have been going, what will humans be using yeah. in the future when, I don't know how to compare that to a space odyssey. <laughs> one a space odyssey, but, cause that's also humans. But I think that's kind of the limitations they were going with and just thinking, I mean, this isn't a galaxy far, far away. This is like, what will humans be using? Yeah. And all they had at the time were computers. So, although it is funny to think that maybe they thought we'd still be using those computers mm-hmm. in 2037. But I did, I did like the set design. I remember thinking mm. about that. Like it, the the ship looks really, really cool. Yeah. And it looks real. And I think some, some of it has to do with like the bulky technology. So I, so I, I, thought, I like the way that it looks, maybe not the way that it sort of, plays a role in the, in the, in the movie. But yeah, the set design I think looks good. I think the alien does look good. It's just its movement is not very good. Right. That's the only thing. I think the texture of it looks really good. It looks real. I like that it's practical. But yeah, it's just the movement of it that's not super great. Mm-hmm. Sort of feels a little weird. That's yeah. definitely a question I had. Does the alien look real? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because it it just reminds me of maybe some old Power Rangers or something. It's definitely not as bad as that. They clearly had a better costume designer, but nonetheless, there are scenes where it just feels like a man in a giant rubber suit moving around. So, I don't know. That's awesome. So, uh, here's one scene, though, that I thought about more the second time around. What do you think about the Ash reveal? Right. I was going to ask, like, I somehow forgot again. I was yeah. watching it the second time. I was like, "Oh yeah, he's an he's a robot." What? So I wondered, like, did you did you pick up on any foreshadowing? Have you ever picked up on anything that would, would point to Ash being a robot? Not in the movie. Not to Ash being a robot, no. but definitely suspicious of him. Oh, absolutely. But that's it. Like, especially the. Robot. I mean, the main point being when uh, Ripley does is wants to follow quarantine, does not want to let someone with a foreign object or hurt in some way into yeah. the ship, and then Ash just does it. Yeah, that. Definitely suspicious, but no, I didn't pick up on any hints of him being a robot. Me neither. I don't think they're there. <laughs> Which, I know. But that's what I think so cool. I think, cause after the alien, there is, it's just kind of death after that and them running away. So I really enjoyed that that reveal was in there. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a really cool device to just have to suddenly this character, wow, this character's been a robot yeah. the whole time. I had no idea. Like, the fact that you have another scene that can surprise us after mm-hmm. the chest bursting scene, granted it's still not the chest bursting scene, but just the fact that that little nugget's in there is really cool. And yeah. I really enjoyed that. And I still remember this time. I knew it was coming, but just like seeing it happen, I was like, man, that's a, that's a really cool reveal to like wait this late into the movie to have yeah. that. Although I think 
he also was a very goofy robot, I yeah. would say. It, it was so after he's finally revealed as a robot, I don't I don't know what they I don't know what directions he was Their given. Best, yeah. I don't but he I was like, oh my gosh, this is almost comedic at this point. <laughs> so I agree. I think his his betrayal is set up really well, and so it works really well. Like in the in the hands of a lesser movie, I feel like it would have it would have felt like just an extra thing to tack on to try to build it up more. Mm-hmm. But they do lay in the groundwork of his betrayal, mm-hmm. and it works really well. Maybe not specifically as a robot, but right. the fact that he's going to turn on them is definitely set up well. But it also makes sense that he's a robot because it's kind of hinted that he doesn't have morality. Although it does seem he has a semblance of morality even mm-hmm. as a robot because he seems to like be going against himself that's why i assume he kind of like can't do it he is like malfunctioning a little bit earlier before he even gets hit in the head he's like already kind of weird and strange yeah so i think that's supposed to be them hinting he has like even as a robot has some semblance of i shouldn't kill someone but i think that's why he's able to do everything he does because he he prioritizes the mission first and then everything else is second so mm-hmm. he can do that as a robot while a human is clearly dealing with morality. <laughs> I have I have three questions about Ash. Mm-hmm. And I don't know which order to do them in. Question, <laughs> okay, so question one. I mentioned a terrible edit earlier. And I think there's a terrible edit. I, don't, I wonder if you noticed where... The cut from his from head? From his head to his fake oh, head. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, it was terrible. The real head is so bad. That looks like something like that happened in <laughs> one of the... <laughs> Videos me and my eighth grade friends yeah. made like yeah. oh there's there's a huge cut there it's, it's really real bad. bad I don't understand how they I mean maybe standards were just completely yeah, different but I could totally oh see my that. gosh that was bad I guess that's all there is to say about that second question oh here it is mm-hmm. was his mission the entire time to do this to bring an alien home like long before they they wake up was was he sent on that ship in the first place to retrieve an alien that's what I gathered because. They said he got reassigned very quickly. There was uh-huh. supposed to be another person on the ship, but suddenly Ash was supposed to be on it. Oh, right. So I assumed that, yes, this was the mission all along. All along. It was just, it was shown as a secondary mission to the crew, but I think it was the primary mission the entire time, be- just because of Ash's presence mm-hmm. and how it was such a quick change. And then we find out that he is there. I don't think... They made this quick change, and then suddenly along the journey, oh, there's an alien. Please prioritize getting this. I think it was all along. They knew this was out there. So they put Ash on this ship. Bunch of jerks. I know. (laughs) That sucks. Okay. So the third thing I I remember is not really about Ash. He's just sort of indirectly related. I just want to talk about how terrible Dallas is as a captain. (laughs) <laughs> the worst captain. Go on. I literally wrote down, Dallas is a terrible captain. Yeah. Because for, for one thing, it's, so he wants to bring Kane in, mm-hmm. even though it's breaking quarantine. Yeah. So obviously he cares about Kane's life, right? Yeah. Because he's worth, he's willing to risk procedure to do to, it. To do it, right. But then later, when Ash is like, if we try to take it off, it might kill Kane. And he was like, I don't care, take it off. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. You, you risked everyone's life for Kane's. Right. And now you're willing to risk his life? Yeah. So maybe it just reveals that he's he's truly just selfish and mm. wanted to get back on the ship. Yeah. Because he was afraid. Right. Maybe that's what it was. I'm not realizing it until now. I say it out loud. So that's... Okay, fine. Not a great captain, but it makes sense for his character, I guess. Yeah. But also, throughout the rest of the movie, he's just so impatient mm-hmm. and, like, <laughs> just, like, so impulsive. 
like the decision he he make, I he's just like, are you a captain? <laughs> are you leading this team? You're you're so impulsive. Yeah. But I guess yeah, he's probably just scared. Yeah. I did like that he was like willing to sacrifice himself and say, I'm gonna go into the vents, close it behind me, we'll figure it out. That was that I like that that's how his character ends. But yeah. I just question you know what? Saying all this out loud, I realized that he probably was really well written. Yeah, I was like, he's he's a well-written human captain, for sure. very well-rounded, just not likable. Yeah. So there you go. I'm Mm -hmm. glad I said it out loud. (laughs) Yes. Because even the moment where he's like, oh, that's the science division's area. I can't do anything about it. It's like, as captain, you could probably, like, argue that that's your area. (laughs) But he doesn't. No. He just completely gives that over to Ash, and it just does whatever at the time. It's very true. Mm -hmm. So how do you feel about... I ask this with knowledge from a different movie ah. that we'll probably get into in uh-huh. topic time. But how do you feel about just the ambiguity of where these aliens come from, what the dead alien is in the ship, and all of this that's kind of just there? It's not obviously obviously explained. There's nothing to explain it. We know that alien on the ship probably died by having an alien come out of it. Yeah. Which would be interesting to see an alien of an alien, but... What do you think about that? I, Just... I feel like it's it's unfair because I know that I know that there are millions of sequels and that they they expand on the lore and the mythology of all this stuff and they start to explain things. But I so because I know that they explain it later, I like that they don't in this one. Mm-hmm. I like that it's it's just this scary mystery, and I don't know about any of its powers or like what it can do or any of that stuff. It's just this terrifying creature. If I told you that it's not explained in any of the direct sequels. How would you feel then? Still, I don't know. No, maybe if I watched them, I'd feel differently. But from at this point, and I haven't really seen any of them, I'm fine with that. Yeah. So I'll talk about this more in topic time, <laughs> but just to get to it now. So I like a lot that it's not explained at yeah. all. Because Prometheus, is that's all that movie's about. Explaining. Boo. No. Like come back exactly. later, stuff. So it explains like what that the alien in that ship is, what that ship's doing, and it is ridiculous. I don't know why they came back to it. Because it's not in Aliens. It's not in Alien 3. It's not in Alien Resurrection. So I really enjoy that it's ambiguous and you don't really know what's going on and it kind of makes me dislike prometheus even more than i already do which i'm sure we'll get back to during topic time that's funny (laughs) um i had a question about the mother of it all oh like what is it is there is that like some symbolism that i'm not quite picking up on i don't understand it I don't think so. I think it's just the mainframe of the ship, just kind of another AI element um, that knows what's going on and some way to for them to contact. There might actually be some sci-fi reasoning for it, mm-hmm. I assume, because I'm guessing they can't communicate with Earth from where they are. So I guess Mother is like their only way. She has like a huge database. I think it's just a way of expressing the ship's computer, which is a classic mm. trope. So. Yeah, it is. But there's just like, there's a moment towards the end where Ripley's like yelling at, at mother and she's like, it's something to the effect of like, why are you doing this to me, mom? Know. You know, essentially. And it's just like, what are they trying to say? Like on top of this sci-fi horror movie, what's trying to be said about like parenthood? Yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> or, or I don't know. Yeah. It just seemed weird to me. Okay. And so what, so she decides to self-destruct the ship, right? Mm-hmm. 
And then she wants to turn it off because the alien's in the way of the shuttle, right? Mm-hmm. Is that why? That just seems so silly. It's like you knew the risks. Yeah. It's like, why are you going to go through this huge thing and be like, oh, never mind. Turn it <laughs> off. It's like you knew that alien could potentially be in the way. Like, that's a, that's a very high risk. I don't see why you're getting... I mean, you're about to explode. So I see yeah. why you're getting angry. But it's like, come on. It's also really predictable because it says like you it's gonna go off in 10 minutes you have five minutes to reverse this Uh well that that means she's gonna try to reverse it yeah so even in the first impression it's like yeah that's what's gonna happen but also to after watching this movie twice Mm -hmm. i do not understand the geography of the ship i don't know where anything is (laughs) in relation to anything else (laughs) i know and i wonder if that's like if that helps the movie that you don't know and there's some sort of like fear because you're not sure how close the alien is to anyone Mm -hmm. at any time but it also makes me feel a little confused. Yeah. I want to know where people are. It's also clearly a gigantic ship, mm-hmm. especially due to the explosion that happened. So <laughs> that would also explain why I don't know where anything is, because it's obviously huge. It's huge, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just thought that whole sequence was kind of silly. It seemed too redundant. Like, you didn't need it. I guess, I mean, it makes sense that you put in this five-minute time limit, and then, oh, no, there's an <laughs> alien, and I go back. But it just seemed like... Eventually, she gets in the shuttle, so what? Like, just get her into the shuttle in the first place, and then the alien's in there. That's cool already. You don't need to have it blocking the way. It doesn't even eat the cat. It just looks at the cat. There's a scene where specifically it looks menacingly at the cat, and then she just picks up the cat. Okay. I feel like I I remember... I incorrectly remember the the cat becoming an alien. Or, like, the, the cat you know, being infected or whatever. Why do I remember that? Are you sure you haven't seen any of the sequels? See, that's what I'm saying. I, I feel like I've seen clips from it or something because I, I remembered that, but it doesn't happen. Is that mm-hmm. in a sequel? Not a cat. Okay. In Alien 3, it's a dog. Oh, there you go. And so you have a dog alien. But I'm also probably thinking of, like, Alien versus Predator because at the end of that movie, mm-hmm. Predator becomes an alien. Yeah. Like, so I was just expecting a last little, like, <laughs> <laughs> No. So there's only, yeah, there's only one alien in this movie ever. All right. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> okay, so overall, having seen it again, what do you think? It's good. Yeah. Especially if you don't know if you know nothing about this movie, I would say go watch it. I don't I don't <laughs> I don't know how that could I'm sure there's people out there who've never heard of Alien. Mm-hmm. Especially now. I mean it's been yeah, a long it's, time. Yeah. So <laughs> So I don't know. If you know nothing about the movie, especially the chest bursting scene i'd say go watch it yeah. but and maybe even if you know like go check it out it's a classic the alien's really cool and so many like sequels and spin-offs have been made because of it so yeah. i'd say go watch it but it's not one of my personal favorites no mm-hmm. yeah i appreciate it as a classic I, I really appreciate its role in film in film history like when it came out and what it was doing subverting the your expectations in the genre a bit i appreciate all that stuff Aside from the terrible edit, I do think it's really well edited. Mm-hmm. It's a great movie in, in that in those terms. But yeah, it's not my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Should we uh, move on to topic time? Let's go to topic time. All right. So today we're talking about the Alien franchise. There's obviously a ton of movies in this franchise and this world to discuss. But here's the one caveat. Is that how you say that word? Yeah, that's how you say it. There you go. <laughs> caviar I'm often unsure the one caviar <laughs> is that I have only seen Alien 
in mm-hmm. Alien vs. Predator, which might you might have become aware of, <laughs> like in you know in the last thirty minutes of me talking about this movie. I've only seen those two, and I've obviously seen clips of the other movies, but that's it. Yeah. Whereas Coleman has seen all of them except Alien vs. Predator. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so together, because I've also seen Alien vs. Predator two, whatever that one's called. So. That's fantastic. So together, know. we're perfect to talk about this. Perfect. So you're just going to have to lead the way a bit. Yeah. So <laughs> do you know the plots of any of the other ones? Um, I think at one point, there's more than one alien. Yep. So that one's plural. Yep. Um, I know that David Fincher directed Aliens 3, or Alien 3. Alien 3. Uh, no, I know that one of them is like, drops all pretenses of being like sci-fi horror and just is like a crazy action movie. Right? I would say more of a crazy slasher movie. Okay, there's which just one is so that? much Alien Resurrection. Okay, which is just so much gore and ridiculous, like over the top, just killing people. <laughs> and then I know Prometheus is a prequel, even though it lied about being a prequel for the longest time. For the longest time. And then I know nothing about Covenant, the new one. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> Because I'm trying to remember exactly where Prometheus fits in the timeline. Because they go to a completely different planet, I'm pretty sure. They just encounter a similar ship and figure <laughs> out about it. Why would Ripley ever go back into space? <sighs> There's reasons for it. <laughs> okay. um, but I really don't remember them that well. So that's why I'm going to try and lead this. Because I remember the general plot of each movie, but I don't remember the specific details. Which is why mm. I think every Alien movie would be a great movie for this podcast. <laughs> but... I do know Aliens 2 is more of an action movie than a horror movie, for sure. Yeah. So aliens have pretty much just taken over a colony, and they are being called in to go take over, or to obviously check it out and exterminate whatever's there, and they call Ripley into it because she has experience with it. I see. And I don't think she necessarily wants to, but there's some reason she has to go, and so she just goes. And... That one's actually pretty good. Is that really the like James that Cameron one? Mm-hmm. There you go. Then there's the third one, which I think, according to an original trailer... Also, again, check me on this one. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it was a, originally supposed to be set on Earth. Because the first like promo of Alien, the first one, was No One Can Hear You Scream in Space, I think. Right. Um, and I think they played off that and, like... But everyone can hear you scream on Earth or something that's like that. Stupid. I don't, I know. That's why I don't think that's what they actually said, but something like that. But they were insinuating it was going to be on Earth and then it wasn't on Earth at all. Like it's a bad tagline. Yeah. <laughs> completely went to a prison. I think there was a quick decision made after the trailer was made to no longer have it on Earth. That's great. So the third one is set in a prison and it's more of a direct sequel, I would say. I mean, the second one is a direct sequel for sure, but. It happens almost immediately after the events of the second one because so the, who all the people who survive the events of aliens then go find themselves on this planet. Also, Ripley's the only one who survives. I think there's a crash or something. So all the people who survive the second one are now dead as well. They all mm-hmm. die on the ship, which I that's my least favorite part. I there are characters I like that survive aliens that then are dead, and I'm like, this sucks. Yeah. And then Alien 3 just takes place in a prison that's like on a different planet. I'm guessing maximum security because it's on a different planet. And it's more like the first one in that it's only one alien, but this time the alien is based off a dog and they're just trying to kill it again. And 
Ripley technically, spoiler alert, dies in that one. Yes, I've heard yes, this. She does. But she's not really dead. But she's not really dead. Right. Because she comes back in the fourth one that makes no sense. I don't remember the plot of the fourth one at all. I remember there's like a mother alien. What's the fourth one called? Alien Resurrection. Oh, right, right. And it's just insane gore. I don't remember the plot at all. And we'll never watch it again, I don't think. Unless unless we, for whatever reason, want to do it on this podcast. So, it's Alien, Aliens, mm-hmm. Alien 3. And Alien, Alien 3 is specifically like Alien Cubed. Whatever. Like, it's a little, it's a subscript or whatever you call that. <laughs> so that's 4, and then AVP, AVP 2, Prometheus, and now Covenant. Yeah. So the 8 movies in this franchise. Yeah. Golly. I know. Too many. I know. <laughs> And I hear rumors that Ripley's going to come back to this new trilogy, like de-aged, maybe. Yeah, I've heard that, too. Which is weird. Or maybe they jump into the future. Yeah. I think they should jump into the future. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So, what's kept you from watching these other ones? Um, I think I've heard mixed reception for the later sequels. I've always heard that Alien is good and that Aliens is cool. Mm-hmm. But three and four, I never heard good things about. And then I saw Aliens vs. Predator. Yeah. And I didn't really dig it. Yeah. <laughs> because actually, when I saw Alien vs. Predator, I hadn't seen Predator uh-huh. and I hadn't seen Alien. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just like these two random creatures fighting and I wasn't into it. <laughs> so. So wait, you haven't seen Predator either? I have now. Okay. Not when I saw AVP. So I, I don't know. It just like. Uh. At this point in time, I probably would watch them, but growing up, I didn't have any reason to ever mm-hmm. sit down and watch them. Yeah. I don't know. Because I would say watch Aliens. Yeah, I want to see it. I want to know what you think about that one. Mm-hmm. Because it is it is such an interesting turn from this horror, lone alien trying to survive against this one creature to now we're going in fully armed, have weaponry and things like that, and just not being prepared for what they're up against, which is just the perfect tons game. of aliens. Yeah. Beings. Beings. I know. So I'm interested to... S- I want to know what you think about that change from horror to action. It's very much more of an action movie. Still scary, obviously. These beings are scary, but definitely more action-oriented. Are you excited to see Covenant? Mm, I'm excited to see if it will be good. Okay. I want to know where they go from Prometheus and if this is any better, because I did not like Prometheus at all. No. So... So why didn't you see Prometheus? Because I think it was because of all the silly like behind the scenes stuff of like it's not it's nothing to do with Alien. Yeah. Don't don't worry about it. Just go watch it. It's cool. Yeah. And then it was exactly what everyone thought it was. Yeah. And it got a bad reception. So I was like kind of bitter. Like don't lie to people. Right. And don't make a bad movie. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna see it. Yeah. So one thing is when I first saw Prometheus, I didn't actually remember. A lot of the first part of Alien. I'd seen Alien before. I'd seen Prometheus. But I didn't remember what the ship looked like. I honestly didn't remember that there was a dead alien sitting in, like, a driver's seat. I remember they went into this place and they just found a bunch of eggs. I completely forgot that there was an actual alien that drove this ship that they Mm -hmm. went into. And so when they were explaining what these beings are and just all of this... It kind of, I already knew, I was like, man, I'd rather just not have this explained in the first one. So that's kind of where that comes from in my first impression. Mm-hmm. But when I first saw Prometheus, I thought it was going to be so good. The first 20 minutes of that movie are amazing. First of all, it looks really, really good. Mm-hmm. And then 
you just have this scene, you know, so you know up front this one guy's an android, and he's just doing these, like, ridiculous tasks because everyone else is asleep, and he's an android. So he's literally throwing a basketball into a hoop while riding a bicycle just over and over, like, perfectly. And I was like, man, this is, like, a really cool movie. Like, I'm, like, interested to see where this goes. And then once we hit, like explanations of this world and like what's going on and like the fact that this is another alien movie it was just crash and burn which was so disappointing it really was i bet right now i have no idea but based on what you just told me i'm willing to bet like a hundred dollars that david lindelof wrote prometheus oh yeah and he he's the guy who did lost and he did oh it's not darkness i think he did okay hang on i'm gonna check because I'm, I'm, I'm positive. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure he did. Like, just based on what you told me, because it's interesting setups, and then it, it all comes to a crashing halt when everything needs to be explained. Yeah, and it's not explained well, and it's just it's too much. Let's see. Yep, David. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> David Lindelof, co-writer. Yeah. You, why do you do that? I know. Why does he do this over and over again? I know. That it's, is a bummer. Seriously, it really was. Because, so it turns out. Spoiler. I know we're not talking about Prometheus, but we are right now. Boom. So. Um, turns out these aliens like created humans and now want to uncreate them and have like some fail safe plan, which are these, they're called xenomorphs, mm. which are these aliens in case and they're supposed to take over all of Earth. It's the most ridiculous explanation of why that <laughs> ship exists ever. <laughs> and it really ruined, like it takes away from Alien 1. I love the ambiguity and you don't understand why there's all these eggs on this ship. Why this, if this person was transporting them in the first place or did this just get infested? I assume he was transporting them because of that. Do you remember that blue mist they were talking about? Uh-huh. I assume he's trying to keep them cool and he has them for some reason and one just got out. But I like that it's ambiguous. You don't know. Did it just get infested with this? This explanation was terrible. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. That's like what Dana Harmon has always said. That I really like if you write, the word apple on an apple in Sharpie, you're actually making the apple less of an apple. <laughs> you're ruining the thing. Right. You know, that you're supposed to enjoy. <laughs> so, uh, that was, that was the most disappointing of that movie. It was, it, it seriously is one of the movies that disappointed me the most because it started out so strong and then just That's crash and burn. Yeah. Classic Lindelof. I know. It's like, that's, it's such his calling card. No. Such interesting setups. He should only be allowed to write the first like two acts of a movie and then have someone else come in. No. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have a conversation. They just check in and check out. Yeah. Like, okay, what's here? I'm going to make this work. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I'm curious to see where Covenant will take up. So yeah. at the end of Prometheus, an alien is born. Okay. And I think it comes out of the big... I can't remember exactly. It's been a little while, and I don't dare watch that movie again. But... Um, I think it comes out of the big alien that was driving the ship. I mm-hmm. think that's what the xenomorph comes out of. So I'm interested to see if Alien Covenant picks up right where that left off. It obviously still has Fossbender in it, so I'm curious how they're related and what's going on. Um, so I'm hoping it will pick up and make Prometheus better and at least be better than Prometheus. Mm-hmm. That's hashtag be better than Prometheus. <laughs> I think you should watch the, the next two. I think sure. you should watch Aliens and Alien 3. Aliens because it's actually a pretty good movie. Alien 3 just because it's Fincher. And I like it. Yeah. So, All right. I can do that. 
But overall, this franchise still just never is the best. It's never the best franchise, in my opinion. <laughs> never. The first is still probably the high point, And as we just said, it's neither of our favorites. So, yeah. eh. You're not missing much if you haven't seen any of them. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Should we wrap this up? Let's wrap it up. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening to, like, our first sort of live episode. Ooh, live like episode. I liked it. it cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we really appreciate you listening. Uh, next week, we're talking about Pirates of the Caribbean. Ooh-hoo. So check that out. The first one, Curse of the Black Pearl. Yeah. Don't watch the others. Don't. Just watch this one. Remember how great it is. Mm-hmm. I hope. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I haven't really true. watched it. Me either. So hopefully, it's still great. Check it out, and then come back. We're going to talk about it first and second impressions. Um, thank you for listening. If you, if you want to keep supporting the show, it'd be great if you could write us a review on iTunes. We're almost at the 50 mark, which is exciting. 50 five star ratings, which is great. Be a part of that. Thank you, everyone who's (laughs) written a review so far. We really appreciate it. You're so nice. It really helps us. First of all, to any feedback we get, we try and implement. And also it just moves us up on iTunes. So Mm -hmm. thank you if you've written Mm -hmm. a review. And the second thing you can do is, uh, share this podcast with a friend. Send it along. Copy and paste the, the URL and send them our way. Or you can just send them to joshuakazami.com and they're all, they're all there on the homepage. <laughs> they're all there. <laughs> What's another thing people need to do? Oh, so we want to start reading some tweets on the air. So if you have like any thoughts on any of the movies that we cover, even if it's an older movie we've already done, just tweet at us. Tweet at, uh, our, our Twitter handles are in the description. You can tweet at any of us except for, don't tweet at Coleman. Don't tweet He's at not going to see it. I'm not going to see it. Tweet at me or tweet at the show. Yep. And we'll see it. We'll read it. And it'll be great. We'll read your name on the air and all that good stuff. You can tweet at me just to make fun of me though, like, sure. because I never tweet. So exactly. like, oh, you're never going to see this or something like that. But yeah, otherwise I probably won't read it. <laughs> and use the hashtag Afterthoughts Podcast. That'd be great. That's yes. how we'll see it. Uh, yeah, that's, I think that's it. Yeah, I think so. Fun. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, see y'all. See ya. See ya.